Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for dropping in. You have reached Healing Body, Mind, and Soul. This is your host, Ariel Asher. And of course, I'm bringing you a new friend today who is up to healing body, mind, and soul on the planet. I'm going to let her introduce herself. I think you're going to want to lean in. She, um, she is a yoga therapist and is healing women of trauma and helping them get in their bodies. I think this is a wonderful, wonderful cause to be up to. Let's lean in and hear a little from her. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on today. You bet. I really love the wonderful work that you're up to. Just the tiny snippet that I got when I just read your, um, your um, application to get on the podcast. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you're up to in your healing practice? Well, my name is Anissa Hudak, and I am a yoga therapist. I'm specifically trained to work with people who are struggling with PTSD, trauma-related issues, and TBIs, which is traumatic brain injuries. And I have a practice where I, I work with women who have been sexually traumatized, and I help them release the trauma from their bodies by utilizing yoga therapy and some other holistic means, um, but the basis is um, the yoga therapy. Fantastic. Well, I think that it is something that's so important. I know that a lot of women, um, as an energy worker for the past 30 years, I work with some of the, um, some of the same conditions. And women in particular, um, we're such nurturers and we take care of everybody else, but we don't take care of our own bodies. And then if there is trauma, especially with this um, rape or violence or any sort of thing like that, if there is trauma, we have so much shame about it, right? And store it, the issues are in the tissues, am I right? Oh, um, yeah. and Store it in the body. And I just love what you're up to, synthesizing the, your yogic practice and this particular focus, because I really believe that so quickly, whew, that's how people can drop back into their body somatically. Um, tell us a little bit about the nuts and bolts of what it's like when people come to see you for a session. Well, as a two-time rape survivor, I understand where these women are coming from because I walk the walk every day. And I was able to really, I fell into this. I, I did not plan this. I fell into it. Ooh, and tell us it about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm an energy worker just like you. I'm a Reiki master. And for me, yoga is very grounding. I didn't want to go to anybody else's class. I didn't want to be on anybody's schedule. So I took a yoga teacher training course so I could keep myself safe and do my own practice at home. But I kind of got the bug and I started teaching, which I had never intended. And I started taking more classes. And currently I live in Manhattan, Kansas, right outside of Fort Riley. And we've had men and women deploying, coming back from deployments for years. 
I live in the belly of the beast. And at the time, my husband was also active duty. So I understood that. And they had a series of courses called um, Warriors. And I took it because I was like, well, it makes sense. And I was about halfway through the first day and I said, uh-oh, first person I got to start working on is right here. Yeah. And that's where it really started to, you know, happen. And when I found, literally my mat is, is my lifesaver. It's my lifeline. And when I got to that point where I had that kind of a relationship with my mat, you know, I was really able to work through a lot of what I had been carrying. Um, at the time I had only been raped once. I was raped again about four years ago. And again, my mat was my lifeline. And even if it was, I just crawled up on it and cried, it's still yoga because I was releasing. Because yoga is about releasing. And so um, I get it. And so I kind of assess where people are in that moment when they come in. You know, what kind of a day is it for them? Where are they in their healing journey? And what do they need in that very moment to bring them some peace? And we go from there. Right. I think people want the silver bullet, right? They don't want to find out that the answer is self-care. Um, that it, right. it can't be that easy, right? It can't be that easy. Um, <laughs> no, they want the silver bullet and they want it yesterday. They want to, yeah, and they don't want to put in the work. And it really, and it really is about developing the relationship with the self and how you're, um, spinning your energetic web right it's it's what you're sending out the auric field some some um teachers think that the auric field goes out 300 um miles right you know so there's all kinds of space for stuff that can be attracting yucky yucky stuff that we come in with our dna as such we come in as um spiritual beings as such and then we have to sort all this stuff out and our society, I mean, you speak to this, our society doesn't, um, doesn't reward self-care, right? They just want us to suck it up. And, um, and if we're women and we're already caretakers, talk about that a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, I think that as women and as caretakers, we put ourselves last because, and especially here in the West, it, it's kind of an American thing that okay. self-care is really looked down upon. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like being on an airplane. You know, when the oxygen masks drop, what do they tell you? You put yours on first before you help your neighbor. That's what this is about. If you truly want to help other people, you must put yourself first. So you are ready to be able to help those that you want around you. Absolutely. You know, the equation that I use is out of the 100% of energy that we have, 50% of that should be for the self and self-care. And the other 50% for the rest of the world. Like that equation alone will put the world on its head. <laughs> right? And I know you agree. I know you agree. We're preaching to the choir. And I know that our listeners, I know that our listeners agree. Um, so what kind of issues in specific, if anybody's thinking, gee, I wonder if I have issues in the tissues, or if I, w I wonder if I need some somatic healing, or some um, yoga therapy, 
What do you think are the signs that people should look for that they even need this kind of attention? Well, obviously, if you've had an experience like this, you know, that I work with, um, you should probably consider yourself, you know, in need you know, of some help. In the Hello. category, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, sleep disturbances, nightmares, um, ruminating thoughts, anxiety, depression. Um, these are all symptoms. You know, um, I'm trying to think of uh, issues with your weight. If you have put on a significant amount of weight or you've lost a significant amount of weight, women who um, have been sexually traumatized have issues with both of those things. They put on a lot of weight to become a wallflower and to be um, unattractive so no one else will touch them. And yeah, sometimes they protection. lose. I'm sorry? It's their protection. It is. It's the protection yeah. layer. And then for other women, they lose a lot of weight, and that's because of the anxiety. Mm. And they can't just, they really can't keep anything in them. So um, these are, you know, some things to look for um, if you don't feel right in your skin. This is a good one. If you, you don't, know, feel just don't right feel comfortable in your skin. In your skin. Um, here in the West, you know, when a woman's been sexually traumatized, you know, they usually say, go talk to someone and, you know, possibly meds. Oh, I, I don't even get me started on the over prescription of medication. So many of my clients are people that are trying to get off of depressants, uh, antidepressants, so that they can. Um, feel their feelings so they can even figure out what the problem is, right? Because it uh, sort of anesthetizes the body and tricks the brain, right? In some um, respects, in some respects, you know, um, I, I have a therapist. He specializes in sexual trauma. Um, I wasn't sure. I had always worked with women before. So going to a man was a little different for me. Um, I have to tell you, it's been amazing and I've probably done the most progress with him that I have with any of my other therapists. Mm. So it was, you know, I was testing it and I was like, you know, if I don't, if I don't feel like it's a match, then I try again with someone else. But within the second meeting, I was like, oh yeah, I, I'm okay where I'm at. And I'm actually able to talk freely. Um, and so having a therapist is not a bad thing. I am on meds. And it's not a bad thing. Um, my body chemistry is such that I need it. And it's totally cool. But in addition to that, you know, that's working with the mind and that's working with your body chemistry, which is different than working in the tissue. And you have to have really work within your tissue. And, you know, for some people, some people don't like yoga and that's totally cool. Do you like kickboxing? Do you like going for a hike? How can you move? Do you like um, martial arts? How can you move? Moving is probably the very first thing. Now, in the yoga therapy, we do certain things to get into certain muscle groups that really hold a lot of emotion. And it's very specific. But that doesn't mean you can't have a release doing something else. Oh. And so I would really challenge everyone out there, find what really speaks to you. It doesn't have to be yoga therapy. Although I'm kind of biased, of course, but it doesn't have to be. 
No, 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 it doesn't have to be. But yoga therapy specifically works with those muscle groups, right? There's all kinds of things. Find what works for you. But, um, but yoga, and because it's a self-practice, people that don't want to involve other people. I'm a massage, I a, was a massage therapist for years and years. And sometimes people don't want to be touched, right? So, so, so um, empowering people to, um, to have this tool. I love your story. Your mat was your safe place, right? Your mat and having, having people be able to take back their power and have their safe, um, safety tool is so, so important. I I'm kind it. of like Linus when it comes to my mat. I actually had to have surgery done a couple of years ago. And I said to my husband, I'm, I'm taking, you know, I'm going to take my mat with me. And he said, it's your safety. It's your teddy bear. You know, he's, he's, you're not going to be on your mat. You're not going to be on your mat for the next six weeks. What are you bringing your mat for? Like, it's my best friend. I got, it's got to come with me. And it was, it was there in the room. Everybody laughed. There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in that mat, right? That's a beautiful story. I love it. I love it. You know, I noticed as an energy worker, um, pretty early in my career, I would notice that when people... Um, I don't know if you noticed this. I'm throwing this in the conversation. Um, but but people, men and women, I was going to say women, but really people, um, wear their auras weird when they've been sexually traumatized, especially at a very young age. And um, I noticed that their energy from the knees down, um, they wear their... Um, I always tell my clients that they wear their aura sort of like a mini skirt and a high beehive, right? It's kind of shifted up um, because the lower chakras are not as are not as strong, right? So it doesn't have that grounding force. And you know, a lot of times people are coming to see me because they don't have an energy practice of their own, so they're not aware of that. But you can see them, and if you're energetically sensitive, you'll see that they wear them with the high with the high the energy is very up in the um in and sometimes not even attached to the body sometimes it'll be um up further than than the knees even but what a great practice because yoga gets you right in your body physically right you got to get on your mat that's the place where all the magic starts according to anissa and um and you have to get going so that you can develop that relationship I love it all. What do you notice about people's energy? Or do you, um, are you an energy practitioner? You, you mentioned a little bit that you're an energy practitioner. What do you notice energetically about people that have been um, traumatized? The need for grounding. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously the need for grounding, as you mentioned, you know, the lower chakras are not really working at full function. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I do in that case, when I, when I realize that this is what's occurring and I, I can see it or, you know, they're, they are acting in such a way, um, I take the, pra the practice really right down to the mat and I have them on their knees. I have them sitting. Um, we really bring it down instead of a standing poses. <clears throat> and so that really helps them, you know, getting closer to the earth to really help try to activate you know, those lower chakras. Um, sometimes they walk in and it's all here and it's swirling and you can see that they're, you know, a mess. <laughs> and again, I bring it back down to the mat, closer to the floor um, to bring down that anxiety. 
and that seems to help. Certain breathing techniques, um, everybody laughs about breath, but uh, what people don't understand is that, you know, there are certain breathing techniques to help activate you. So if you're depressed, there's certain breathing techniques you want to utilize that's going to help kind of warm you up and get you going. Same thing when you're anxious. There are certain breathing techniques we want to utilize to bring that back into focus and um, bring you back down. And so I utilize that. There are certain essential oils that I use at that point. Um, that helps to activate certain parts of the brain. You know, it's, it's, not a, it's not just yoga therapy. There's other things. There's um, psychological things that, you know, come into play. Um, the lights are always on in my classes. But I might dim the lights if somebody's very anxious just to kind of help bring them back down. And so there's things like that. Certain phrasing that I use when I'm cueing. Um, I do not touch anyone unless I absolutely have to. You know, there's a lot of things that happen in the class. Um, and it really depends on what these people need in that very moment. Awesome. Well, if our listeners would love to get a piece of whatever you've got going on, or if they would like to reach out to you and know more, where's a great place for them to get a hold of you, Anissa? Well, if you'd like to try to find me, um, I am at traumahealingyoga.com. I am on most social media platforms. Uh, I have a website, obviously. Uh, I do have a special guest, uh, gift for your guests. Um, and I will actually send you that link so you can put that out there. It is a list of my seven favorite apps for their phone that will help them manage some of their symptoms. Awesome. So these are meditation apps? Is um, All kinds you... of maps. Map. Uh, I see. Apps. Okay. Uh, all right. And you don't have that link right now that we can announce? I don't have it on me. Oh, okay. So we'll, put it in the show. so we'll put it in the show notes. That is amazing. And do you have, before we leave, I got to know, do you have any super tips for somebody who's leaning in and wanting to put something into practice right now today to calm themselves down and to get more centered in their body? My quick tr trick is yoga nidra. So it's yoga and nidra, N-I-D-R-A. You can look them up on YouTube. Uh, let's see, YouTube. There's all kinds of places that you can find one. Find one that really speaks to you and listen to it. Yoga nidra is this amazing, yummy practice where um, 20 minutes of yoga nidra rest is equivalent to two hours of restful sleep. And sometimes sleep is quite frankly, your best medicine. Absolutely. Yoga nidra, everybody. And don't forget if you're in San Jose, California and suffering from any post-traumatic stress symptoms, come on into Soma Sound Therapy and I will help you set, get out of that fight or flight and back into your body with some vibrational sound therapy.
Well, this has been a really, really awesome conversation. I want to thank you so much for coming on. And I want to ask you to stay just a minute longer after we sign off so that um, we can make sure to get all of our links so that our guests can get all of their goodies. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add before we sign off? I just want to thank you so much for having me on today. I've had a great time chatting with you and I, you know, welcome your guests. If they want to check me out, I am online. All of my classes are online. I do have a membership for women who have been sexually traumatized and I would love to see them in my classes. Awesome. That's so wonderful. You are such a gift. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you listeners for dropping in. It's always so wonderful to meet another brilliant light and to know that as we heal ourselves, we heal our world. Until next time, everybody, this is Ariel Asher, your host, saying happy healing. <laughs>